Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Well, one of the best things that you could possibly hear today, we have heard. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, Chris Carlin. Chris Canty, follow us on Twitter, at Chris Carlin, at Chris Canty 99. And man, it is just awesome to hear what doctors had to say earlier today about DeMar Hamlin. And let's just hear directly from Dr. Timothy Pritz. Uh, doctor overseeing DeMar Hamlin right now. We would like to share that there has been substantial improvement in his condition over the past 24 hours. Uh, we had significant concern um, about him after the injury and after the event that happened on the field, uh, but he is making substantial progress. Uh, as of this morning, uh, he is beginning uh, to awaken, uh, and it appears that his neurological uh, condition and function is intact. Uh, we are very pr- uh, proud to report that. Very happy for him uh, and for his family and for the Buffalo Bills organization uh, that he is making improvement. Uh, he continues to be critically ill uh, and continues to, to undergo intensive care uh, in our surgical and trauma ICU. Uh, he's being uh, cared for by uh, ICU uh, neurocritical care teams, trauma surgery, uh, and a cardiology team, as well as our expert nurses uh, and respiratory uh, therapists. Uh, They are attending to him, and he still has uh, significant progress that he needs to make. Uh, But this remark, uh, this marks a really uh, good turning point uh, in his ongoing care. Outstanding. Outstanding to hear. Carlin, I'm full of gratitude today in getting that news about DeMar Hamlin. Everybody kept him in his thoughts, in their thoughts, in their prayers, their concerns for the past three days. And, And just to see the progress that's been made and to hear the reports from the doctors that he's getting to the other side of it, man. I I am so thankful that he seems like he's going to pull through this thing because going back to the emotions that I experienced on Monday night, Carlin, we we just didn't know if he was going to be alive. His life was literally in the balance on that field. They had to resuscitate DeMar Hamlin at Paycor Stadium. That meant his heart had stopped. And so to hear the news that we got today, uh, it's just, it's tremendous. And thinking about some of the things that Coley Harvey had to say, who's done a tremendous job for us covering this on the ground in Cincinnati. After conferring with other medical professionals, Coley said that they would not use the terminology uh, of his neurological functions intact, neurologically intact, unless DeMar showed awareness, unless he was able to move his extremities with purpose. And we're hearing reports now that he was able to grab the hands of several family members. He was responsive to commands. To hear that news after the scene that we saw on Monday night, it is an act of God. And, And I am so grateful. Every football player, every fan of the game, anybody that is in that sphere, we're all celebrating today. We all feel like we won today uh, after getting that news from Cincinnati. One of the first things that he asked about, and he did it with a pencil writing it on paper, was who won the game. And he did it writing it down because he still has, uh, he's still on the ventilator and he still is, you know, has the air pipe in his throat, so he can't necessarily talk at the moment. But, you know, these are all incredibly positive steps moving forward. And, When you hear neurologically intact and you know, you know that doctors do not give you an update like this unless it is locked in, Mm -hmm. unless this is 100% what's going on. Now, 
they caution, hey, it's still very, you know, He's Ill. in critical condition. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And there's still a lot of work to be done. But, boy, it's it just, it, it couldn't be um, better news today. Uh, for everybody out there that was worried about him, but most importantly for him and for his family. And, you know, Carlin, I will say this, and I know we've done this this week in terms of praising the NFL and how they handled the situation on Monday night, but they deserve credit under the circumstances because they have kept DeMar's health and well-being at the forefront of any of these conversations, and they haven't made any definitive determinations about what they're going to do with Week 18, what they're going to do with the Bengals-Bills game, if they're going to make that up, how they would try to do that. They haven't even made any comments on the record about those things until we're starting to get news from DeMar. And to me, that 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 news that we got today is what now will allow us to entertain, you know, possibilities, different machinations in terms of how the NFL plans to resume the season. And this is where things really start to get very interesting uh, from an on-field standpoint as to how these two teams are going to go about it and what's going to happen with playoff seating and with when games are going to be played and such. Now, there are a lot of different uh, stories out there right now. Um, none of them have been confirmed by the league as of yet, but there are theories that uh, they could be uh, adding an eighth playoff team to each side, that maybe they would play a neutral site AFC championship game, uh, different things that are being considered, but nothing factual in there. Here is Adam Schefter, senior NFL insider, on one idea that's being considered in light of Bills and Bengals. Here's the other one that's garnered a lot of conversation within the league office. They would essentially go, again, to win percentage. And in the end, if it involves the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals, one of the teams impacted by Monday night along with the team that was in command of the number one seed like the Chiefs are right now, if they can win on Saturday, what the league could opt to do is make the conference championship game played on a neutral site. Now, to get to that point, before the league could get there, it would have to take votes of 32 owners and get approval of that plan. I think the trickiest spot here that we all just have to acknowledge in the moment, there is no perfect solution here. And somebody is going to get the short end of the stick in all of it. But I think we all just have to understand this is nothing anybody could control. And I'm sorry, it's just part of the deal right now. And you have to handle this the easiest and the most sane way. In any way that you're going to handle it, somebody's not necessarily going to get favorable treatment. Yeah, we got to stop chasing after what's fair in this situation because it's all unfair. Right, the the players on Monday night should not have to have dealt with um, the realities of football in that way. When you're talking about a player's life being in the balance, Carlin, we're happy for Demar Hamlin that he's making strides in his recovery, but that doesn't take away the mental trauma that the players on the field were exposed to. There's no way around that. The NFL did the right thing in suspending the game. I don't know that there's going to be room to be able to make up that game just given where we're at in the NFL calendar. So we have to stop reaching for this idea of fairness. As my my, my former co-host and a good friend of mine, Mike Golick Jr., used to say, fair is a place where they judge pigs at. I mean, you're not going to find it in the National Football League. And so I get that the Bengals and the Bills may be at a competitive disadvantage, 
But that's the situation right now. That That's just where we're at. Uh, you know, the, the Bengals and the Bills and the Chiefs are all competing for the number one seed down to the wire in week 18. When you let that be a possibility, there's a chance that you might not get it. And under these circumstances, through no fault of their own, they're probably not going to get it. But, but Carlin, here's the other thing that we have to acknowledge. We see things that are unfair in every single NFL season. It happens. We see things in we, life that are unfair but, but, but yeah, but, all the but, time. Yeah, but just keeping it <laughs> confined to the NFL yeah. realm. We see, I mean, we saw it this year with the Buffalo Bills when they couldn't play a home game against the Cleveland Browns because of a snowstorm. They had to play in Detroit. Then they flew back home only to fly to Detroit two days later to play on a Thursday Thanksgiving game. I mean, that wasn't fair to the Buffalo Bills for them to lose a home game. There was a competitive disadvantage in all of that. And yet the Bills still went out there and played. So we have to stop trying to find, you know, these outlandish ideas that could potentially balance the scales with all the teams involved. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me either. And more than anything right now, you just have to own what it is. This is a year where not everything is going according to plan. The one thing I don't want to see, though. Hold on. And just to put a pin in that, you would think the NFL would be better at that coming out of the last two years that we had with COVID. You would think they would have an understanding of that and recognizing that it ain't going to be perfect. And it's not all going to be fair to everybody. Yep. That's just that's just the situation. This is how it goes. And moving forward, though, as they're considering these different options, Chris, the one thing I do not want to see is any kind of moving of the goalposts. And I get the idea of one of the ideas being floated is adding an eighth playoff team to each side. Stop it. I don't really. And part of the idea is leveling the playing field so that. There is no real true advantage of, of that top seed other than home field because nobody's getting a bye week. So, so what are you doing with the teams in the NFC? You're doing the same thing. You're so, going to have so to level gonna, the So you're going to strip the number one seed, the home field advantage throughout for the Philadelphia Eagles or the San Francisco 49ers because of what's happening in another conference? Yeah. That's what the uh, different things have been, that have no, been discussed. No, Nothing's fast. No, no, no. I can't get on board with that. Well, we right now we'll get into a lot of this with Keyshawn Johnson of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio welcoming in Key. And first of all, just awesome news on the updates we got a little while ago about Demar Hamlin, Key. Yeah, I, I uh, you know, I, I, I don't know how to describe it, I guess you could say uh, a tear of joy and, and you know, you, your eyes water up when you hear such great news. And it's so funny. I was just talking to your producer uh, who called me and um, one of the things I said to him, don't tell me anything about doctors and first responders. Don't, don't, don't tell me anything about them. You know how some people, ah, oh, you can't listen to doctors all the time. No, 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 no. I can't. Because when something like this occurs, we depend on them to take care of it. And the fact that they were there, able to take care of this and get it to the place that it is now, man, God is good. That's all I can say. No doubt about it, Key. No doubt about it. And I am grateful 
that we're getting this positive news about DeMar today, as is everybody that's associated with the football world. And to that end, Key, I wanted to ask you, because you talked about the doctors, the first responders that are on hand. Carlin and I, the last couple of days, have been praising the NFL for making sure that they had to train medical professionals where they needed to be with the equipment that they needed to be responsive with the cardiac arrest that DeMar Hamlin suffered on the field. I just want to get your thoughts on how you think the NFL handled all of this because I have nothing but positive things to say about the league. And sometimes when we have events that are referendums on football, we want to bash the NFL. But this week, it's the opposite, man. I thought they did a tremendous job. How did you see it? The same way you saw it. I mean, it, it's um, it's amazing the amount of detail that, that goes into planning a football game. See, the only thing we think about is we got the TV, we got the radio, we got the referees, we got the stadium and some popcorn and some Gatorade on the sideline. But behind the scenes, there's a whole deal that goes on that if this doesn't occur, we have no knowledge about. We don't even know that they have a trauma center set up at every single uh, uh, city, the closest hospital, there's a trauma center set up for many different traumas just in case they occur at the stadium. Boom, it's ready to go. Like We don't even know these things unless something like this takes place. But imagine uh, 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 all the planning that has to go into this every single year, every single week to be able to pull certain things off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in 1997, mm-hmm. I was in the Detroit Lions uh, New York Jet game where Reggie Brown uh, collapsed and they had the minister CPR and, and, you know, it was a spine injury, the whole deal. He stopped breathing and they had to come out with the CPR and do everything. Even then, you didn't realize the magnitude of what just took place and how they had to resuscitate him and, and get everything back in order for him to try to have some sort of life and, and all of those. Now you look at it, you go, wow. It's unbelievable that back way back then they was able to do something, and now here we are again today. They're able to do it, and just it just makes you feel good about the future as well. Keyshawn Johnson, Keyshawn J. Well, and Max joining Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Key, a lot of different things floating around now about how the league is going to handle this. You know, if they in fact are not going to play this game, there have been different rumors on the, out there that that may be the case. So if not. How do they establish things? Do they add an eighth playoff team, something that's been talked about in each conference? Do they play the AFC championship game on a neutral field, something that Adam Schefter threw out there? Kate, is there a perfect solution to any of this in your mind? Well, when you say play which game, play the Bills, Pats, or Cincinnati-Buffalo? Uh, play Cincinnati, uh, Play the, the AFC championship game on a neutral field, whatever that ends up being. I mean, I'm sure they're looking at all sorts of different scenarios. Uh, and I think any scenario that they come up with, players and coaches will hunker down and roll with it. Uh, you won't hear any of it's unfair, it's not us. You, you're not going to hear that because of the magnitude of the situation and what occurred in front of all of our eyes. I think that this is a little bit different than maybe some other things that have happened in the past where they've had to move games and, shuffle things around. We're talking about life, real live event in front of our eyes and millions of people watching on television. So it's a little bit 
different. And I think whatever happens in this situation, Carlin, the players, the coaches, the organizations will roll with it. And, Key, and I wanted to ask you about the players specifically because I know you mentor a lot of guys around the league, your nephew included, and I'm not sure if you've had any communication with some of those guys, but just what's the, what's the mindset for players now that have heard about what happened on the field in Cincinnati on Monday night as they get ready to play for play in week 18 and potentially play in games that are consequential in terms of their team's playoffs host. What, what's the mindset for players after something like this happens? What are you hearing uh, about the mindset of guys around the league right now? It's, it's more of the same mindset that you and I would have, which is it's scary. Um, that could have been any of us or it could be any of us, any of our kids. It's a scary situation. Life is precious. Um, but at the same time, everybody that I've talked to, they understand that it's a business and it's going to be tough to get out on the field for those first couple plays and, and get bounced around a little bit. And the nerves will be there in the beginning. But the two or three people that I've talked to, they feel like it'll be, it'll be fine. Mm. As, as long as nothing turns for the worse in terms of DeMar, which is all positive as of right now, and they're coming out, people feel you feel better. Like, I don't feel like I had a Mack truck on my back like I had the other the last couple of nights. I've been yeah. able to sleep, yeah. believe it or not. Because in high school, I lost a, a dear friend on the field that played the same position, cardiac arrest young kid, top receiver in the country, and Kevin Copeland. And then I was also part of 1997 with Reggie Brown, a, a draft colleague of mine from Texas A&M, was, was laying down on the turf and needed CPR. So it's kind of, you know, so you feel a certain way. And I think getting this type of news that we've gotten from DeMar's doctors and him being woke and him writing down, did we win the game? You know, all of that, that just makes you feel good. And I think that that's where the players' mindsets are right now. Key, appreciate it. Thanks so much. No problem, buddies. <laughs> Thanks, Key. Appreciate you, Brody. <laughs> Keyshawn Johnson, Keyshawn J. Will and Max with Kathy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And you can tell, I mean, obviously, just in hearing those last couple of uh, sentences from what he had to say about how deeply – uh, this impacted him and, and impacts so many uh, players, current and former, who have been through similar situations and been part of it. Well, you, you know what, Carlin? When the injury first occurred, we heard that the first 72 hours is going to be critical in terms of, you know, the prognosis, the outlook, his timeline for recovery. And, and I'm I'm glad that the NFL took a beat and allowed that to play out before they even thought about making any type of statement about what's going to happen moving forward with the rest of the season, the Week 18 slate, potentially making up the game. And I think a part of why they waited is because of the players' mindsets. They were focused on DeMar's health, a brother, a family member, somebody that's a part of the football fraternity. They were focused on his health and well-being. There's no way that anybody can think about anything else, including game planning and getting ready to play a football game on Sunday before we know he's okay. And with this news today, 
I think this gives players permission to be able to do that. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. We will talk a little football up next with one star in the league hinting that this may be his final home game this weekend. (sighs) (laughs) That in just moments. First up, though, this football playoffs are right around the corner. And nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. So, you can do it with Vivid Seats Rewards. When you have an opportunity to buy 10 tickets, you are going to get the 11th free. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Download the app. Visit VividSeats.com today. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. Receive a reward credit equal to the average price of 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See VividSeats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Well, he, I mean, he was overdue to get some attention. <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we want you to be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Hit us up, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve. Want to hear from you on what you feel like some of the best possibilities are. Should they add an eighth playoff team? How do they handle this here moving forward into these playoffs? And they've got to do it in relative short order here. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Hey, Aaron Rodgers was in front of a microphone, so something stupid had to happen, right? Well, of course it did. Aaron, could this be your last possible home game ever? I'm going to take some time after the season. Um, you know, I got a lot of uh, great memories here at Lambeau, and hopefully can add another one on Sunday. Do you expect that thought at all to go to your mind on Sunday? Uh, yeah, I mean, for sure. Uh, just because you don't know what the future holds. But uh, when I think about that, it's nothing but gratitude. Not remorse or sadness. Just gratitude for the time that I've been here, the amazing memories that I've had on this field. I've been a lot of great moments. Um, but, you know, I'm still undecided. Uh, we're all undecided about the future. We're just going to enjoy uh, Sunday night and hopefully have some more to play for. We're all undecided. Who knows what the future could possibly hold? Here's what I know. That the future now holds another storyline for Sunday night that 
we didn't necessarily need. Mm. And if you're Aaron Rodgers, what's the point? When you get asked a question, why not just say, and, and don't give me the we all want our athletes to be honest crap in this spot. Just stop. So you want because, a sports lie. Now, I want a sports lie in this situation, especially if I'm on his team, by the way. Mm-hmm. Because when you say that, well, sure, it's going to be on my mind and all this stuff, all you do is open up Pandora's box. If somebody asks you that question, you just say, now, that's not even something we're thinking about right now. I'm thinking about winning this game. I'm thinking about getting our team to the postseason. That's it. Boom. Over with. Nobody else is talking about this being it. Now... The cameras are going to be pointed even more at Aaron. There's going to be more talk about it, which is exactly what he wants. And the fact, the fact that he continues to put himself in front of that team all season long without people really realizing it because he's so much smarter than the rest of us. Come on. Well, the irony of him putting himself in front of the team is that he's not the one that's the catalyst for the team being on his four-game win streak. You're not the reason. He's not, Carlin. In the four-game win streak, Aaron Rodgers has five total touchdowns to two turnovers. The best thing that he's doing is not giving the ball away. In his first 12 games this season, Aaron Rodgers has accounted for 13 Packers turnovers. So the best thing that the back-to-back MVP is doing is not giving the other team the ball. Congratulations. I'm not sure that merits going on a victory lap or being filled with nostalgia and entertaining the possibility that this being your last home game. All of this stuff only serves as a distraction from the task at hand, which is trying to beat a hot Detroit Lions team in your own building, a team that thumped you earlier in the season in their place. Uh, And so when you start thinking about the implications for what this game means, not just for Rodgers, but for the Packers in the postseason and for the Packers long term, with what their plan at the quarterback spot is going to be, this is another unnecessary comment from A-Rod. And and I don't understand how a guy that's so smart can lack awareness in this situation. But you know the one thing that he does do, Carlin? He puts himself in the bullseye come Sunday night. Mm -hmm. They damn well better win this game. Otherwise, all of the talking that he's been doing and saying, what are they going to say now, all of that stuff goes away. You know, we've heard that what are they going to say now comment before. We heard it earlier in the year. When Steph Curry won the NBA Finals, his fourth championship, by the way, he said, what are they going to say now? Because they were able to do it without Kevin Durant. Excuse me. The Green Bay Packers are fighting for their playoff lives. Don't know if I necessarily need you saying, what are they going to say now? When your team has fallen so far short of the expectations that we have for them coming into this year. If you were to tell me that the Green Bay Packers we're going to be fighting for their playoff lives in week 18, Carlin. I would tell you, before the season, something has drastically gone wrong with that team. That's how far off from expectations we've seen the Green Bay Packers, and it's not what you would expect from a team that decided to pay their quarterback $50 million a year. And it's not what I would expect from a guy that's only won one championship. You know what I don't sense in anything of what he's doing? What's that? Hunger. I don't I don't sense any hunger. Well, I, I don't think, sense I, listen, I'm not saying he doesn't want to win. But I don't sense that winning is Aaron his Rodgers, top priority. Not even remotely is winning his top priority. Getting paid is his top priority. Well, though, he's getting that. Which is why I'm skeptical that he's going to walk away. Can we just talk about that for a second? This is going to be his last home game. <laughs> I I know we're all much dumber than you, Aaron, okay? I get yeah. that. You 
are the supreme being when it comes to knowledge of the universe. There is not someone. <laughs> I mean, the Dalai Lama looks at you and says, "Can I? I can I ever be enlightened at that level?" That I understand it. We all admit it. But let's also acknowledge that even if you're stupid like us, we're not too stupid to see that you're not walking away for $50 million a year. Oh, I'm sorry, Carly. You shortchanged him. The option bonus that has to be exercised in 2023 is $58.3 million. Oh, okay. So don't forget the, you know, the the, the 8.3. You, you left that out. So... You're walking away from that. This is going to be your last game. Yeah, nobody's walking away from $60 million, dog. Yeah. $60 million, you know nobody's what? walking away from that. I, I, I pray that he does because I'm just I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of hearing about when the retirement's actually going to be. When you walk away, let me know. When you file the papers, let me know. Yeah. When you're off in Peru, let me know. Canty yeah, and Carlin. No way. <laughs> oh no my way. God. There's no way. <laughs> Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio, ESPN app. It, I don't know what it's done to me over the last year, but I get such a visceral reaction now every time I feel him speak. Wow. We are presented by our good friends at Progressive Insurance. We are just getting underway. So many different things that we are getting to today, including. What I thought was an absolutely ridiculous statement by one NFL head coach about his quarterback. That's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Come hell or high water is an interesting phrase. Yes, it is. Like, I assume that that probably came from, you know, like sometime around Noah with the floods or something (laughs) like that. Because this time Robert Sala's using the phrase, and if I were him, I'd start stacking them sandbags. Yeah. Because he said, come hell or high water, the Jets are going to figure out what Zach Wilson needs to do to be himself here. What was his advice? Here, first of all, here is that very statement. Uh, Zach has got all the talent in the world, and we have all the confidence in the world in him. It's just like I said from this reset. We're, we're gonna we're gonna grind with him. We are, and uh, and through hell or high water, we're gonna figure out how to how to get him to where we know he can be. Mm. 
Look out for the guy with the pitchfork. Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing, Carlin. In today's NFL, we usually know by the end of year two whether or not a guy can play, right? Yeah. We usually have some idea. We thought Baker Mayfield could play after his first couple of years in the league. He won a playoff game. I want to say it was in year three once they stabilized the head coaching spot in Cleveland with Kevin Stefanski, and that fell off of a cliff. We haven't even seen signs of that with Zach Wilson. This team had every opportunity to make a push for the playoffs this year given the start that they got out to. I want to say they got out to a 7-4 and four start through their first 11 games. And, and Carlin, they crumbled. And it got to the point with Zach Wilson where the head coach had to sit him down because there was a complete lack of accountability. It was the second Patriots game in Foxborough where the offense gained a grand total of three yards in the second half of that game. The Patriots won on a walk-off punt return. Zach Wilson was asked, do you feel like you let the defense and the team down with the performance from the offense in the second half? He said no. Carlin, that lack of awareness or that unwillingness to take accountability does not lend itself to being the CEO of a franchise and the leader of men in a locker room. And that's the problem with Zach Wilson. It ain't a talent issue. It's the six inches between his ears, and it's what's in his chest. And it doesn't feel like this guy has the sports character nor the mental makeup to be able to push through to the other side of this adversity. So what exactly did Robert Sala say he would give as far as advice to Zach Wilson this offseason? Go read a book, go do something. Uh, get away from this game, just just reset. Uh, you know, um, I think the greatest strength and greatest gift you can give yourself as a human is to figure out what's important to you. What do you value and uh and how can you stick to those values day in and day out? That is the greatest gift you can give yourself, is to discover yourself. And um, and I think Zach needs to get away, read a book, and figure that out. Get away and read a book? What? Is, is that what quarterbacks do in the offseason? Or do they do what Jalen Hurts did this offseason when he went to the West Coast and worked with Tom House out in SC and improved on his mechanics and being a quarterback? Improved on his understanding of NFL defenses? improved on his understanding of his own offense and and transformed into an MVP caliber player. I thought that's what quarterbacks do. I thought so too. But apparently it's more important right now to figure out who you are. You know what? Like, I, I get it. It's a different way that players are being handled now. I understand this. And I'm not... Is handled the right word or coddled? Well, because there's a different connotation between the two. You're right. Well, they are being coddled, and in this one in particular is being coddled because he was the number two overall pick in the draft. They have a ton invested in him, and he has done nothing so far to show that he's the guy. So now we're going to tell him to go and, you know, just relax and go chill on a beach somewhere and close your mind to everything else and figure out who you are. Well, no, and you know what? I want to give Robert Sala the benefit of the doubt that that's actually not what is being said behind closed doors. I I want to believe that behind closed doors in a meeting, son, figure yourself, if if you're talking about figuring yourself out, figure it out. Your your career is on the line right now Well, if you don't get that. And and I'm with you on that and Carlin to – to take it a step further and to read the tea leaves with this, when they say figure itself out and figure out who he is, I think the question that he's really asking them is, how important is it to you? Yeah. 
How important is football to you? Everybody loves the things that come along with football, the adulation, the praise, the perks, being able to go out to dinner and have other people pick up the bill because you're their favorite team's quarterback. But when it gets hard and when you got to grind and when you got to be there for your teammates and when you got to stretch yourself in uncomfortable ways, are you willing to do all of those things? Because that's what it takes as a quarterback. I know it's the cliche, first one in, last one out, but that's important. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, Bill Parcells told Phil Sims, you lock yourself in the quarterback room. I don't give a damn if you're napping or watching tape, but you need to let the rest of your teammates know that you're in there trying to help us be better so we can win football games. That's what it takes. And it's clear that Zach Wilson hadn't demonstrated that to his teammates. Otherwise, they wouldn't be showing up to road games in Mike effing White t-shirts. And for those of you that don't know Mike White, the backup quarterback for the New York Jets that's now the starter. So Zach Wilson, he's in a world of hurt. Canty and Carlin, weekdays at 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You can also listen and watch on the ESPN app.